Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Simply Serie A, the Italian football podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and I'm joined by the main man, the brilliant Vittorio Campanile, uh, to trudge through this week's action. Vittorio, first of all, how are you, my friend? I'm, I'm, I'm very well, thank you. And thanks for the presentation. No problem at all, mate. No problem at all. Let's. Uh, there's only one place, really, isn't there, to kick off. Inter, of course, crowned champions of Italy this weekend. Uh, They beat uh, relegated Crotone by two goals to nil. But of course, it was the result between Atalanta and Sassuolo that guaranteed uh, Antonio Conte's men uh, the championship. And yeah, it's all over. It's done and dusted. And I mean, from an outside perspective, Vittorio, I don't support anybody in particular in Italy, right? I'm a neutral who loves the game, enjoys the big matches. And so for me, actually, it's a good thing just to see somebody other than Juventus crown champions of Italy. And I think it will create a wider interest uh, in terms of Serie A around the world. First of all, there's no doubt about it, is there? Inter absolutely deserve this. Yes, definitely. It was a matter of when, uh, because if it wasn't this weekend, it, it was going to be the next one. Uh, yeah. um, the funny thing is, if we go back in time, just last December, there was rumours that Antonio Conte could be sacked. Uh, let's not forget that Inter didn't start well. Uh, they got out of the Champions League. They arrived last in the group. So, you know, uh, obviously Inter was targeting the Scudetto, but always going deeper and deeper in the Champions League was one of the goals. So uh, the season didn't start very well. I thought uh, in January things changed, where Ericsson final, finally step in and start playing consistently. Antonio Conte decided to put out... Vidal and Kolarov, and there were Inter uh, improved and become the team that is now. It's a very solid team, uh, playing great football. And yes, as you were saying, it's it's positive when a new team come up and win the Scudetto. I think Juventus is in a very difficult situation. They will have to uh, sell players, etc. So it's going to be interesting the next year. But yeah, it, it's refreshing to see Inter winning. And as you said, they completely deserve we have to give credit to Inter, but at the same time, we have to say that the competitors pretty much disappeared in the last couple of months. Uh, Juventus is fighting for the Champions League position. AC Milan that was first in January, now they are again fighting for the last spot in the, in the Champions League uh, position. And in fact, it was Atalanta draw that gave the Scudetto to Inter. So this makes you think a little bit, right? Because the big teams that should be fighting for the, for the Scudetto pretty much disappeared. So... Uh, big credit to Inter, but also we have to point out that the other team collapsed in the last couple of months. 
Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. And the win over Crotone was a, a typical Antonio Conte into win, wasn't it? Deflected effort from Christian Eriksen, ran about 20 minutes from time, and then a last gasp goal uh, when uh, Inter broke on the counter-attack, Ashraf Hakimi scoring on the 92nd minute. But that just sums up the way Inter have been, haven't they? Very functional and able to get over the line when it matters. Yeah, you know, the haters of Inter will say, ah, it's a boring team, it's it's really not great football, it's, it's annoying to see a match like that, etc. But, you know, in Serie A, the best defense win the Scudetto. It has always been like this, except last year with Juventus with Sarri. But the rule is, in Italy, the best defense wins the Scudetto. Inter has a very solid defense. And to be honest, Inter is scoring a lot of goals. So it's not that you say that Inter wins every match 1-0. No, they score a lot. Uh, they have even a very good offensive line. You know, Lukaku, Alexis Sanchez, Lautaro Martinez. So they're a very good team. Obviously, if you want to see Guardiola type of football, but, well, it's not that one. But <laughs> you knew it. When you signed Antonio Conte, you knew what type of football you were getting. This is not a surprise, right? Uh, so uh, you know what you get from Conte. And I mean, you have to win at the end of the day. And Antonio Conte exactly did that. So, you know. I, I have nothing to, to say about that. I mean, that's Inter football. That's it. Yeah, agreed. Completely agree. We'll come on to talk about the race for the Champions League positions in a moment because it is really heating up, of course. Atalanta dropping points this week. Yep. La- uh, Napoli, sorry, also dropping points. A team who, in my opinion, are out of the Champions League race, well, they, they are out of the Champions League race, is Roma. And Roma threatened earlier on in the season to make those Champions League spots. They're on the verge of going out of the Europa League after a really heavy defeat against Manchester United last Thursday. And we're hearing reports from Italy that Paolo Fonseca is refusing to resign from his position at Roma. So first of all, Vittorio, what can you tell us? Are Roma wanting him to resign? Do you think he should resign? And and what the hell is going on at Roma? Well, we all know that he will leave the team at the end of the season. I think his time is... It's gone in Roma. He, he was an experiment, I would say, an interesting experiment because she did well with Shakhtar. He has international experience. In fact, Roma reached the semi-final of the Europe League. I think the problem with, uh, with uh, Fonseca, he didn't adapt to Italian football. Now, I know a lot of uh, English people think uh, Italian football is a sort of B-level football. But the fact is that it's a very different type of football compared to Premier League. Uh, La Liga, uh, Ligan, etc., etc. It's very tactical football, very defensive mind football. So you have to adapt. You can bring something new, but you have to adapt. And I think Fonseca didn't adapt completely to uh, the Italian football. And this is one of the results. The other thing, Harry, you have to be honest. At the end of the day, it's not the manager that goes in the pitch and play. Other players. We have to say that in the last three years, I would say, the, the, the Roma squad has... Big problems. They have lost a lot of talent. This has to be said. Uh, Fonseca made mistake, obviously, but it's not that if Guardiola uh, would have been the manager of Roma, Roma would have been top of the league. Uh, Zeko is a very old player who is not at the same level of three years ago. Um, I know this will hurt you, but Mkhitaryan has been the best player of Roma. And he's not a youngster. And we see him. When Mkhitaryan dropped a form or was injured, this team was losing a lot of talent. So um, Fonseca will leave the club at the end of the season. I don't think it's useful to kicking out 
him now. Uh, you still have to play Manchester United Thursday and you have at least to try to get something out of that. And at the moment we are talking, Roma is fighting for a, a spot in the Confederation Cup. Being out of all the European competition would be terrible for the club. Yeah, absolutely. And just looking at sort of looking back on the game, obviously they, they were beaten by Sampdoria, by the way, who deserve a shout out because Claudio Ranieri's done a really yep. good job there. I remember we were talking last season with Tommy about Sampdoria being in trouble and now they're in ninth under Claudio Ranieri and they're going very well. But just, you know, looking at that Roma side, Spinazzola, Paolo Lopez, Veratu, Diawara, Perez, Pedro and Lorenzo Pellegrini were all out of the game. So, you're right. The squad it, it, it isn't as good as it should be. It isn't as good as it once was. And when you've got that many players out, you can't, it, it's very difficult, isn't it? But I think what's happening with Paolo Fonseca is it seems to be disappointment after disappointment. And now they're at a point where they're really at a crossroads. They're not going to turn around the Europa League semi-final against Manchester mm-hmm. United. I must say um, when they went, when they drew level to one, one and then went two, one up, I thought, Ooh, We've got an interesting tie here, but obviously Manchester United blew them away. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, doing away with, with Fonseca now, what difference is that going to make? You know, they're not going to qualify for the Champions League. It, it feels it feels a bit reactionary to me. No, and the other point is that there have been rumours for, I think, at least four months that some of the players were against Fonseca. We know there had been... Uh, issue with Seiko, who fin- was the captain and finished out of the squad for a couple of weeks. Uh, other players don't love Fonseca. Uh, Pedro Neto, eh, Pedro, Pedro Neto, Pedro, sorry, uh, had discussion with the manager uh, a couple of times when he was sub. He went to the bench and complained with the manager. So uh, there are players not happy about Fonseca. And this is a problem because, as I said, players get in the field. And if you don't trust the manager, you won't do what he's asking you to do. And the result usually is terrible, as we're seeing. So I can see that players are probably talking with the sport director and say, hey, I'm sick about Fonseca. Let's get rid of him and we're going to do much better, which I don't think is going to happen. But, you know, the, 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 the owner are in a tough situation because the players are asking to sack the manager but I don't think the owner at the same time know, well, it's useless now to sack the manager and who we're going to get now with exactly. you know, four matches to the end of the season. So it's, it's a tough situation. I think this summer, the owner has to get rid of a lot of players inside the team and do a small revolution inside Roma. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, th- uh, there's, there's, a, there's a report that's coming out from Il Messagero. I don't know if I've said that right. Um, where they're saying that there are four people uh, in line to take over the Roma job on an interim basis. So, I mean, it just, it sounds crazy to me. It sounds crazy to me that Paolo Fonseca is in the job and they're talking about four uh, interim managers sort of waiting in the wings. Well, those. well it's at least a couple of months that there are to- rumours. Uh, a lot of newspaper, Roma website are talking about Sarri or Allegri going to uh, take the job of... Uh, of uh, Fonseca. I doubt Allegri would be interested in a team like that. Allegri is a manager who wants to win, who wants to get in a team that is ready to win. And I don't think Roma is that type. Sarri could be an interesting point because obviously he's been out one year. He, he didn't find the market he was hoping for. And uh, 
Roma have a couple of interesting youngster players. Um, I don't think Sari would be getting the job today. He would probably wait, transfer market, get the players he wants, and then sign in. But still, Roma is a big team. So, you know, for a rising manager, a manager who wants to do a step forward, Roma could be an interesting uh, club to go. As I said, there are some problems there. Zeko, who is the captain, top scorer, etc., he's very old. I think he's done. Uh, Mikitarian, who kept the team going this year as well. We are talking about a player who passes big time. Um, Pedro, who was signed this year, didn't do as expected. So uh, it's not easy to turn things around. Uh, Fonseca is to blame, but I said the players as well has to take responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'd take the Roma job. I'd take it. <laughs> uh, if, they, if they're looking for someone, give me a shout. Um, going back to the Champions League race, though, there was a few clubs uh, who dropped points this weekend, one of them being Atalanta, as we've already mentioned. That's why Inter were crowned champions. They were held yep. to a 1-1 draw at Sassuolo. And I, whenever I look at Atalanta and I look at their results, I, I, I never want to criticise them because whenever I think about criticising them, I look at the Serie A table and I see a side who you would argue are, well, are, there's no, there's no argument about it. They are smaller than Roma, than Lazio, than Napoli, than Milan, than Juve, than Inter, yet they sit second in yeah. the Serie A table. So um, even if they were to finish anywhere in the top four, it would be a really good season again, wouldn't it, from Gasparini? And Definitely. how good is, this, is the job that he's doing there? Because I think people from the outside of Italy maybe don't appreciate how great he has done with this club. Yes, absolutely. And to be honest with you, I was surprised to see Atalanta dropping points against Sassuolo. It's true, they had a red card. The goalkeeper has been sent off after 10-15 minutes, so it been, it's been really hard to, to play one half in 10 men. And then Sassuolo got a red card, so things got uh, a little bit better. But Atalanta has the perfect manager, I think. Gasperini is perfect for that type of club. And uh, the perfect sport director, because he's the one getting all this young ta- young and unknown talent. You know, Deron now is very famous in Italy, but no one knew him a couple of years ago. Zapata was a player that Napoli didn't want, and Atalanta was good enough to sign him, and he's now one of the best scorers in Serie A. Muriel, it looked to be a Finnish player. So they are very good in getting these players that nobody knows, and Gasperini is able to take out of them, the best. And uh, Atalanta is a very... We, we say that Inter is boring. Well, Atalanta is completely the opposite. Atalanta is a, a very exciting team to watch. They score a lot. They allow a lot of goals because against Sassuolo, Sassuolo could have easily scored three, four goals uh, this weekend. Same thing about Atalanta, to be honest. This match could have easily finished 4 all. But um, I think, I think honestly, in this Champions League fight, Atalanta and Napoli are the favorite. I was really surprised to see them both dropping points. And I, I say today, I wouldn't be surprised if Atalanta finished the season second. Yeah, and, and and they deserve it if they did as well, because they've quietly snuck up on, you know, we were all talking about Milan and Juve yep. and challenging Inter, and they've snuck up on the pack and they've they've overtaken the pack, which has been really, really impressive. You mentioned Napoli. Obviously, they dropped points, uh, 1-1 draw with Cagliari uh, at the Stadio Diego Armando Maradona. And it was Nandez's goal in the 94th minute that denied uh, Gennaro Gattuso's side all three points. Now, 
a 94th minute equaliser must be difficult to swallow. But did, would, would Napoli feel like they they should have put the game to bed? Was it yeah. as close an encounter as the scoreline suggests? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We said at the beginning that Inter deserved the Scudetto, but the other teams, the competitors didn't show up. Well, I still think that Napoli had the team to fight for the Scudetto this year, especially in a year where Juventus didn't show up. Napoli had, for me, a lot of chances and they fail. Um, so I think they know they have to be disappointed because they have, especially when you consider the strikers, the midfielder, Napoli has so many quality players there. And uh, the match against Cagliari showed everything. The good things, Napoli scoring with Osimen, a new player who came in this year, started really well, then struggled a little bit with injury. Now he's back in form. But you should have closed that match. Yes, it's true. There was Napoli scored a second goal that was disallowed. I really don't understand. I, did, I didn't see the foul on, uh, on Godin. So for me, it was 2 0, but it has been disallowed anyway. You have 90 minutes to put them bed this match, and they didn't. And Cagliari is a good team. Cagliari is a team that is fighting for relegation. They need points. They need points. And they get it against Napoli because they fought till the last minute. So this is, in a nutshell, the season of Napoli. Incredible team. Very talented. Wasted points. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let's move on and, and talk a little bit about Milan. Of course, they're holding on to fourth spot now. And people were talking about them winning the title. And they're literally holding on. There's two points between them in fourth and Napoli in fifth now. And Milan got a victory under their belts this weekend, though, against Benevento, managed, of course, by Milan legend Pippo Inzaghi. But that result has pushed Pippo Inzaghi's Benevento side uh, towards relegation. Yeah. Milan, though, they'll be pleased, won't they? Because they've looked really average lately. So to get the win uh, with nice early goal from Chalanoglu and then Teo Hernandez adding in the second half, uh, that early goal will have settled Milan's nerves, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely helped. Definitely helped. Uh, we are seeing a Milan that is really struggling. In the last two months, we didn't see the same Milan we saw last year. But we have to point out that even if they're not playing great football at all, they're still finding way to get points. Yes, they lost two matches in a row, but they were able to beat Benevento, who is really struggling now. Benevento looked like a good team a couple of months ago. Now they're really losing uh, something. They're not able to get points. And so I don't know if they will be able to, to stay in Serie A this season. Um, I, I thought that Milan could finish out of the top four, but at the same time, they're getting points uh, without playing well. Now, next weekend, there's going to be the f probably turning point of the season. There's Milan-Juventus. So one of the two teams will lose points. Who wins? I think it's safe. We'll get to the Champions League. It, the team that lost, that lose the match will be out. If they draw, then the situation will be complicated for both teams. And to be, to be honest, they both won this weekend, but they both played terrible. So I, I would say Juventus is likely favourite because... Uh, playing a little bit better than AC Milan, but I don't know. Both teams are really are really struggling, so it's going to be an exciting match. Don't know if it's going to be great football, but it's going to be interesting to see who wins. Absolutely, win. indeed. And and talking about that Champions League race, just to kind of uh, round up on that, Lazio uh, they got a uh, another victory, four three win over Genoa. It's their eleventh consecutive home yeah. win. Uh, but Genoa didn't make it easy uh, for Lazio, did they? 4-3 in the end. How did it go, uh, Vittorio? 
Well, Genoa is a, it's an interesting team. We have to say that since Balladini took the job, this team that seemed that it looks like had no chance now is pretty much safe. Uh, Lazio played probably the best match of the season for 70 minutes. They were up 4-1, playing great football. And then suddenly, uh, a, a stupid penalty for Genoa, and Genoa scored and went 4-2. And then immediately, one minute afterwards, another mistake, another goal. So Genoa was 4-3 with 10 minutes to go. And it, it was really scary for Lazio fans because Lazio needs to win all the, all the remaining match to have a chance to get to the Champions League. Uh, so they needed badly this win, and uh, f- they got it. But I mean, I-, I lost ten years of my life in the last ten minutes of that <laughs> match. So. You aged in you aged ten absolutely, years during that. Absolutely. <laughs> well, looking at it now, uh, the the Serie A table as it stands: Atalanta in second on sixty nine points, Lazio down in sixth are on sixty four. So just five points separate uh, those sides. But of course, Lazio have a game in hand, and if they win that game in hand. They'll close the gap on Napoli, whose goal difference is superior, but at least they'll be level on points. So there's so much to play for, Vittorio. It's going to be a really exciting end to the season, isn't it? Even if the Scudetto race is done. Yeah, because with the Atalanta and Napoli dropping points, now Lazio has five points from the fourth, but at the same time, five points from the second team. So it, 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 it's incredible. And Atalanta fixture is quite easy, I would say, even though they lost points against Sassuolo, who has nothing to fight for. But if you go and see Milan and uh, Juventus fixer, that's not very easy because Juventus has Milan the next time, the next match, and then they have Inter. And I'm sure I give, I tell you now that Antonio Conte wants to go to the Juventus stadium and win and prove everybody that hey, I win with the the Scudetto win Inter, and I'm gonna beat Juventus again and show that they made the wrong decision to fire me. So you know. Juventus could lose two matches and if they lose, they could drop out of the Champions League. And this would be unbelievable because at the beginning of the season, we said Inter probably is the favourite, but Juventus is just there behind them. So we were thinking Juventus, at worst that they can do, it's second place. Instead now, they're, they're risking the fifth position out of the Champions League. Yeah, and, and do you think that would spell the end for Andrea Pirlo at Juve if they were to miss out on the Champions League? We mentioned it last week. There were some comments, wasn't there, from uh, Juve's sporting director where he says, yeah, he'll be our manager if we're in the Champions League. Do you think they'll follow through on that? Do you think they'll act on that if Juve do miss out? I think my personal opinion is that Pirlo is already out, even if they qualify for the Champions League. I, I can see Allegri back. I can see this summer Allegri back. There already have been rumours. There have been contacts between Agnelli and Allegri. I'm pretty sure that whatever happens, even if he went to finish second, which is quite hard to see it happening, I think that Pirlo is done. Yeah. Anyway. I think so too. I think so too. Um, and, and you're right. There have been lots of rumours, lots of speculation regarding a return uh, for Max Allegri, which would be, uh, I think, too appealing to Juventus to turn down when they look at where they... But, but at the same time, themselves. Harry, it, it would be uh, a little bit shocking because this was um, Andrea Agnelli's decision, right? He said, no, I want to win playing great football. So that's why I hired uh, uh, Sarri. Things didn't work out out and he said, well, I'm going to take Andrea Pirlo because he's the maestro, etc. Again, things didn't work out. So, you know, Agnelli has to admit that he was wrong and go back to Max Allegri, which, you know, for normal people, it's it's normal. But for people like Agnelli that believe that they are God or something like that, <laughs> it's not easy to admit, hey, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, well, Agnelli's made a few mistakes, hasn't he, over the last few months? There's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. He's up there as one of the most disliked men in football at the moment. And uh, he's not doing himself uh, any favours. But, right, we're going to leave it there. Uh, Great chat. Uh, Lovely to uh, talk to you again, uh, Vittorio. Let me quickly run through uh, the results from Serie A this week. Week 34 in the competition. Bologna 3, Fiorentina 3, Cortone 0, Inter 2, Lazio 4, Genoa 3, Milan 2, Benevento. Nil Napoli one Cagliari one Sampdoria two Roma nil Sassuolo one Atalanta one Torino one Parma nil Udinese one Juventus two Verona one Spezia one so that was the results from week 34 in Serie A we're going to be back very very soon with more Serie A content until then take care of yourselves ciao Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.